Hi, this is Chris Ramsey, and you are listening to Strictly Between Us, Radio Times' Strictly Come Dancing podcast. Enjoy. Thank you, Chris Ramsey. This is indeed Strictly Between Us, RadioTimes.com's Strictly Come Dancing podcast, where we'll be dissecting the weekend's dance floor drama, mulling over the many controversies, and marvelling at the fact that Craig Revel Horwood finally located his 10 paddle. This week, your hosts are me, Francis Taylor, commissioning editor at Radio Times magazine, and Emma Powell, RadioTimes.com's news editor. Hello. And before we say goodbye to Alex Scott, we have to say goodbye to someone even more important. And that is indeed our Emma, who it's your last Strictly podcast this week and your last week at Radio Times. I know it's so sad. I've just missed out on the very final podcast after all these weeks. But we do have something here to celebrate. We do. That was bestowed by Kimberly Bond, um, who's very, very kindly left us a bottle of Prosecco. Not champagne. Prosecco, <laughs> which um, in very professional manner, we're going to open now to s- celebrate and commiserate. Um, so I'm going to do this a little bit away from the microphone. and hope Ready? I don't get that. I think just take the it's whole coming, studio It's coming. Out. It's uh, coming. Ready? Hey! <laughs> so here we go. I'm trying get that glug i mean it's never too early to start i should say as well these are in uh, what half pint glasses half or pint glasses yeah, yeah. And we're filling them not to the top but it's on its near way enough. near enough i mean it is it is a monday uh right so cheers, cheers. and on we go so <laughs> First things first, yes, Alex did indeed become the 10th celebrity to be eliminated, missing out on a place in the semi-final after her samba to Joyful Joyful from Sister Act fell to win over the judges ahead of Chris Ramsey. Uh, The pair of them were in the dance-off. So, Emma, was Alex the right celebrity to leave this week? Yes. I have been, I've said it every week, that I've wanted to really come out of her shell, prove that she's like... Like, you know, someone like Chris has come on leaps and bounds and he's thrown himself into it. I feel like Alex has always had a little bit of, oh, I'm not quite giving it my all. But, I mean, it was kind of obvious that she was going to go through the dance choice. The samba, the curse of that samba, no one seems to be able to do it apart from Kelvin Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> You're completely right. And, and I mean, this far in into the competition, it's quite dodgy going the quarterfinal doing a samba. It's It's going to be dangerous i know and i felt really bad for her because the you know looking at as you say the the dance choices we've got a charleston in there an american smooth foxtrot all quite crowd pleasers Mm. and then a samba i mean like you say it is cursed and she just really didn't have luck with that but also i mean she was at the bottom of the scoreboard on saturday night so both her and chris actually were the bottom two so actually when you get the bottom two that are in the leaderboard in the dance off you think okay well the viewers have reacted to the dances in the same way the judges have and yeah. actually that's quite fair because if you think about you know Emma Barton, Karim or Kelvin if, if any of those three had been in the dance off we'd probably be having words and thinking oh that's not quite the right decision. Oh definitely because so, they were up there with 39, 39 and 40 Yeah, like, you can't, you could not have had that I mean if they're in the dance off that would be absolutely ludicrous Exactly um, but interesting that Alex was at the bottom but only by one point and yeah. that point did come from Shirley Ballas actually because um, both Alex and Chris got six seven and seven that's from craig mozzi and bruno mm. and alex got a seven from shirley but 
Chris got an eight from yeah. her. So she did obviously prefer it by a whisker. And that was reflected in the dance of when it came to choosing who to save. And I've been a bit nerdy here and I've looked back at what's <laughs> happened the rest of this series because I feel like the judges have been unanimous pretty much when it's come to the dance yeah. off. And actually, it seems, if the stats are to be believed, it's only happened once so far this series where the judges have been split 50-50. And that was over Mike and Katia and Catherine and Johannes mm. in week six. So this is the second time that's happened. So you can see how close it was. And actually, I don't know, I can kind of see why because of that, Shirley has been getting some flack. Yeah, she has. I think a lot of people have been throwing accusations of favouritism, saying that, you know, Chris has been one of Shirley's favourites from the beginning. She's always wanted to save Chris. The thing is, there, of course, there's an, there's an element of like voting, like the public do it, you know, so I think it's a bit ridiculous, the public saying, oh, it's favouritism, because let's be honest, some people voting are going to be voting for favourites. You get to know people along the way, you watch their journey unfold. She's a judge at the end of the day. And I agree with her. Chris was the better dancer in that in that results show and I think the thing with him as well is it was fun to watch Alex's dance was great it wasn't boring I wasn't sitting there going oh this is awful yeah but Chris just he just got you going and you enjoyed watching it whereas I feel Alex was slightly awkward and didn't quite let go and you sort of you're I feel with Alex when I watch her I'm waiting for her to sort of make a mistake because I feel she's not properly just going for it there's lacking a little bit of confidence where I feel Chris knows he was not a dancer from the get-go but now he knows he's kind of getting there and he's just going for it every week and that comes across you're so right going for it is how you could describe that foxtrot and I think also I mean we've said about the samba and, and that being cursed but do you know what I think such a big part of it as well as ever is the music choice and yeah consider yourself from Oliver again it's so well known everyone yeah. loves it really upbeat and I have to say like I have seen Sister Act but I didn't really know Joyful, Ju- Joyful that well no well when because obviously each week we get the dances through when I was putting it together last week sort of who's dancing to what and which song I googled it I went on YouTube and I was like I, I really don't remember this song from Sister Act but it's from Sister Act 2 oh is it yeah I think it's from Sister Act 2 unless that's it's in the probably first why one I don't remember I don't... it <laughs> don't think I've seen Sister Act 2 but that's the thing is Oliver like anything from Oliver I mean it's part of most of our childhood you watched it growing up as a kid it's such an upbeat song and I just feel like the samba with like you say with the song that they chose was it, they were sort of going off on the wrong foot from the get-go yeah it's a bit of a duff hand yeah. on both parts bit duff dance bit duff music and yeah I feel like if we'd have seen that Paso Doble that she did at Blackpool yeah. I mean she'd have been straight through I think because that was her strongest performance and it was incredible yeah. but it just shows like Mich- Michelle Visage actually like you just have one duff week doesn't matter how much of an amazing dancer you are and that can be the yeah. end of it um, but lots of talk obviously after this weekend about does the judges voting need an overhaul because some have been saying obviously mainly on twitter that a bit like deadlock on the x factor if the judges are split 50 50 like they were this week should it revert to the public vote and the favorite with the public should say who goes and who stays i don't know what you think about that i don't think so i like the fact that strictly has four judges you've got a head judge they all know they, they're all dancers they've all worked in the industry they know exactly what they're looking for Yes, you know, with any show, someone's going to get knocked out eventually and you're going to get annoyed that they did. But I quite like the fact that Strictly Like Bake Off relies on the professional, in a sense. 
to decide who gets to go home. You know, the public, you get a choice. You get to decide who goes in that bottom two. And if you really hate the fact that someone's in the bottom two, well, that's maybe not enough people are voting. And so, vote for them next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they make it through. No, I agree. And I, I do see both sides of this because on one hand, it is an entertainment programme yeah. and you want the, the people who the public are enjoying the most and the most entertaining to get through each week. Yeah. But similarly, it is about dancing and the four people who do actually know what they're talking about yeah. are the ones who get the final say. So I think it doesn't need an overhaul. Um, but I can see why people are saying that. But I mean, if, if you're not going to have that, that's the other thing. If you have an odd number of judges, if you had three judges or five yeah. judges, you wouldn't be in this situation so much. I think it's the fact that there are only four, so it's 50-50, yeah. and people have an issue with the fact that it Shirley has the weighted vote. But someone's got to be head well, judge. Well, someone has to. It's like Len was head judge for exactly. years. Like he had the weighted vote. I think people have just had such an issue with Shirley and the decisions she's been making. But, you know... People I, I imagine Motsi would make similar decisions or Bruno would make similar decisions. I mean, I know they were divided here. It was Motsi and Craig voted for Alex. Bruno and Shirley obviously voted for Chris. But someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be the bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's poor Shirley. Yeah. And there were also, I mean, coming back to the vote, there were some technical problems with it on Saturday as night. Some people mm. were struggling with messages saying they'd already voted when they hadn't voted. Others were being told that voting was yet to open, even though it was. So again, some people were saying that the vote this week should have been scrapped. I don't know. Again... What do you think about that? I mean, it's a bit drastic, isn't it? Scrap the whole <laughs> vote. And also, they did extend it. They extended the vote till 9pm. And I feel like if you're someone who was watching and you were sat there wanting to vote, you're in. You're not about to rush out somewhere. You're not half watching it on your phone at a bar. Like, you, you're I don't at know, Some people might. <laughs> not that I've done that, but I can imagine myself doing that. But, you know, if, if you're someone who's like desperate to vote on this show, you're still going to vote even if it's been extended till 9. So I don't... I, d I don't think it should have been scrapped. You had plenty of opportunity to still vote and unfortunately they were the bottom two. But to be fair, like we said, they had to be the bottom two anyway. So, exactly. You know, and it wasn't the public vote that sent Alex home. It was the judges. So either way, Chris and Alex were the ones that needed to be there in the first place. So I don't really understand what the commotion's been. People love complaining about anything. On but Twitter. On, on Twitter mainly. Um, but no, I, d I do completely agree. And I think, as you say, the fact that it was the bottom two on the leaderboard yeah. that were in the bottom two, we can't really complain. But um, the one thing I would say, though, is that we could have done a week without a, a vote off because, obviously, with Will Bailey well, coming yeah. out, there were only three people going to be in the finals. So yeah. if they were that desperate to avoid con controversy they could have done that but you're right it would have been, it would have been a bit boring as well just yeah. having a, a quarter final where no one goes yeah it's like what's the point in watching they're all going through to the semi-final anyway <laughs> exactly so um the first and some would say overdue 40 of the series as well went to karim and amy for their drive to you can't stop the beat from hairspray was it well deserved as being the first full mark dance this series oh definitely i mean Everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm an avid Kelvin Fletcher fan and I've been waiting for him to get a 40. <laughs> but that was so well-deserved from Karim. And it's true, like Tess Daly stood there and said, you know, I don't actually think I've ever heard this kind of applause no. and this kind of reaction. And actually, when you think back, like people get standing ovations, but that was just the roar from that audience. And the poor thing looked so overwhelmed. I was like, oh, someone give him a hug. <laughs> it didn't stop for minutes, no. it felt like, did it? I know. I do think, though, similarly, like how Alex got the, the duff hand with the samba and the, the sister act, I think that you'd combine a jive with You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray yeah. and you're never not going to just take the roof off. Exactly. And if you're, you know, a really good dancer like Karim is, you get a combination of that dancing song and it is just going to be explosive. Yeah. Um, so I think that that 
did give him a massive push in that sense. Obviously, he's phenomenal. And obviously, it was done so, so well. But again, such a crowd pleaser. It is. And everyone knows it. And everyone loves a jive. It's such an upbeat dance as well. And it's not as difficult as trying to like move everything in time when you're doing a samba. It's technically a lot like harder. But I think with Karim as well, like props to him. He came back from the dance-off, you know. That is was true, be- yeah. It was between him and Saffron. And I mean, Saffron was great, but God... Karim needed to stay. Um, but I mean, it shows that even if it did affect him, that he was down in the bottom two last week. I mean, my God, it didn't affect him when he was out there on Saturday night. Like, no. he just went for it. And to come back from that to then get a 40 is quite impressive. Like, mentally, he must have been going through it this week. Absolutely. No, it was, it was incredible. And I think... I know he's getting him and Kelvin actually they've been so good from week one yeah. but they are the ones that you just can't help like when when you hear Tess say and up next you, know, you just go, go oh yeah <laughs> I won't get my cup of tea now yeah. I'm gonna watch this bit yeah they are both of them actually I think there's there's so little between them um and Kelvin this week as well I mean I wish he'd got a 40 as well because I think he yeah, did deserve he did. it it was such an amazing <laughs> performance I loved it yeah and again like something everyone knows cast on Beauty and the Beast like I mean our generation generation that have gone generations coming up like everyone knows that song and the thing with him being an actor helps him because he was so in character as well yeah. and to watch him is so engaging yeah. everything about it and the thing with him is he can dance with all those people around him and not get lost yeah that's very true and again big props to that sort of stag swing chandelier thing yeah. at the end which I just loved so I thought it was amazing and doing that without a wire was pretty good but like you say again we all know that song and that's just got to be such a massive help really in anything like that but um talking of the 40s again went a little bit nerdy just to have a little look because we've we've all been waiting and it's been really overdue everyone's going why is he getting 40 um and this year obviously we've had to wait until week 11 for it last year the first 40 was actually in week nine so it's only a couple of weeks weeks yeah two weeks later so was it blackpool must have been yeah it must have been yeah it was ashley and pasha Uh, yeah um but it was the year before that debbie mcgee she apparently broke the record for the earliest ever 40 and that was for a tango in week seven was that the one where she kissed Giovanni? Just went. Right I think at the it end might have been actually. Like, what are you doing, Debbie? <laughs> Maybe she got extra marks for that. Um, but again, really nerdy. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, there weren't any 40s until the final. That was the year Jay McGuinness won. No 40s. So we think we've been waiting for it for a long time. Actually, there have been years where we still haven't had a 40 at this stage. So I don't think uh, that's the other thing that people have been saying this year about overmarking. Lots yeah. of talk about the marks. But actually, if you look back. It's kind of like this every year. Yeah. I d- this year has felt, though, like, I think because I think it's more Kelvin, because from week one, he got some ridiculous score. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. So then I think that's why there was the expectation of the 40s got to come really early. It's going to come, it's going to come. And then yeah. it's like, no, he still hasn't got it. And Karim had to wait till week 11. I think that's been the issue because the scores were quite high in sort of week two, three, then sort of stayed about the same. So you're sort of just waiting for that next, like, platform up to the 40 topped it done exactly and it's but it's hard you know just like Debbie McGee getting that in week seven I mean if, yeah. if you do where do you go from that I mean, you it's can't true. you physically can't do any better <laughs> so, yeah unless you just maintain that score from then until the so end give me the trophy exactly pass the glitter ball <laughs> um so I don't know who your favorite or least favorite performances were from this week and if we we think musicals week delivered I think it did I mean apart from like we were saying about some of the song choices particularly Alex's I mean there's 
there's a lot of people on Twitter, again, um, venting. <laughs> the T word, again. Were saying that Musicals Week was an absolute disappointment. I don't know what they were expecting. I thought the <laughs> dance choices were quite good. I thought the songs were all good, bar sort of one. I don't know what more people wanted from it. What do you want, people? <laughs> what do you want with the vote? What do you want with do you the want to songs? Choose the songs and dances. Oh my like, god! Maybe we should all have a vote on that as well, yeah. so that no one can complain. Oh it's like we god. voted for the dances, we voted for the songs. Oh my god! It's becoming the X factor. Yeah, it is. Let's not mess with the format too much. Um, I have to say again, though, like I, I felt uh, Emma Barton. I felt really bad for having to go after Karim because I know you were just like just just close the show with Karim. Yeah, just... I don't know why they didn't really do it in that order because normally they do end with that an incredible incredible yeah. uplifting blah 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 um and then I just felt really sorry for her however when she did come out with that Charleston again she was able to kind of blow the roof off and it, it was really good um but I think again for for me I was looking for like a little bit more I was quite surprised with the 39 weirdly I don't know what really? I was expecting yeah I just I think it's because I think back to so many other Charlestons that like Caroline Flax for yeah, example true. that are just amazing and that I think she scored 40 for that Caroline um and I just I didn't feel like it was quite up there with I feel like you can put more tricks in a Charleston yeah, and yeah. there weren't it was a bit as safe. much as that it was a bit safe yeah. exactly um so but obviously again the, te- the technical bits um obviously incredible and that is why she got a 39 and was on a par with Kelvin yeah actually. I know yeah. I mean if you were Emma Barton right now you'd be feeling great absolutely because he if you were in this competition Kelvin's your benchmark Kelvin's like the one you need to be up there with if you're going to do well but the thing that that I sort of get sad at with Emma and Anton is so and we've spoke about it before obviously this is the furthest Anton's ever got yeah I don't think he's ever had a 10 in his life on Strictly. He's never, he's no. He's now just got three this week. But everything seems to be on Anton. It's all, oh my God, Anton's got there. But it's like, the reason <laughs> Anton's got here is because Emma Barton's been a really good partner for him. That is so true. It's like, can we just appreciate we give how more good credit. Emma is? Yeah, that is so true. I hadn't really thought of it like that. But you're right. It, it becomes like that with some of yeah. the pro dancers, doesn't it? If they're quite well known, like with Kevin Clifton, for example, yeah. making the final every year and then not winning, when he actually did it with Stacey, last year it was all like Kevin you've done it you've won it's like sorry Stacey's over there we're not going to talk to her oh no don't worry um so yeah it it becomes the the professionals more of the story I guess isn't it so I mean I think there'll be a lot of people would like to see Anton lift that glitter ball but um Emma is going to have a little bit of an uphill struggle, I would think, yeah, against I think so. Karim and Kelvin. But we'll come to that in a bit. First of all, we have to talk a bit of off-the-dance-floor drama this week. There were some tabloid report- reports that, according to sources, the Strictly curse has struck for two of this year's stars. <gasps> I'll stress again. <laughs> yeah. This is a tabloid. That tabloid is the Daily Star. This is what their source, heavy quotes, had to say. You wouldn't have put these two together. If people knew they'd been quick-stepping into the bedroom, they'd be stunned. <laughs> it seems there was an attraction early in the contest. They tried hard to resist, but they couldn't hold back. Um, so early in the week, RadioTimes.com's entertainment correspondent Kimberly Bond spoke to psychologist Emma Kenny to get her opinion on the Strictly curse. And she gave us a bit of a lowdown as to, to what she thinks it's all about. Um, and she says it's throughout our DNA that dancing is something that can be used to attract a mate. So the fact that Strictly does a few things, it puts people together based Based on height and weight and things there's almost like a reasonable reflection of the person you're dancing with it's not too distorted to your own self so people who are a bit like us we often find more attractive she also then says about that it's really intense and that mm. you're sharing this intimate space and there's things like serotonin and dopamine going on um I think it's just that you're sort of rubbing up against someone of the opposite sex for like four (laughs) months. And even if you don't initially find them that attractive, it probably is going to happen over time. Um, But she did say some quite interesting things there. She did. And the thing is, 
you know, if you actually think about it, it would be surprising that there's not more Strictly Curse going on. That we know of. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, we don't know. We only know about this alleged couple. Um, but I mean, you're hours and hours a day, like you said, rubbing up against one each other. Like, get. I mean, if you're doing something like the Paso Doble, a really intense, like romantic kind of dance, you're doing that every day, like what, nine, ten hours a day for five days a week? Absolutely. And they're training from August. If you reach the final, you're in it till December. You know, you're nearly half a year with this person <laughs> intimate every day but that's the thing is you that's what she was saying Emma Kenny she was saying you your brain almost tricks you into thinking that you found like the love of your life whereas actually if they just held off for two months after the show they probably realized that it was just the intimacy and the dancing that was keeping them together and yeah it'll dip after yeah. that yeah exactly but I think that's the thing Australia isn't it all the professionals well pretty much all the professionals yeah. are really young fit um really attractive and again I can see I can you can just see how yeah. it happens and I think it's funny how shocked people are every year they I go I can't believe it struck again. It's like, well, of course. Like, what, yeah. what were you expecting? Um, I, I mean, but, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my. If I was married, I would not want my husband going on that show. No, like not at all. No, because that's what she was saying. She was like, you know, you could be so in love, and you've you're you're married, but the routine becomes so notably a routine once you start doing this dance every day with this person. So I'd be like, no way, honey. No, I'm not on that show. And isn't it Ben Shepherd? Who's, it, what I was about to mention. Yeah, yeah you do a Ben. His wife yeah. has basically said you're not going on that show. I think James Cracknell's might have done as well when they were yeah. together, and then they split up. But I anyway, mean, she had no worries because it's gone in week one. No, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? If your other half did it, and then they went in week one, you'd go, oh, so sad so about sad that. Like, yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but all the remaining celebs, the last four, they have to do two dances next week. Chris, yeah. Chris Ramsey is doing the rumba, which I have to say I'm not really looking forward to. I'm, I'm worried it might be his week to go next week. I think it could be. Well, that was it. I was going to say, who do we think the three finalists are going to be? Because at the, currently, we do have Chris and Karen, Kelvin and Oti, Karim and Amy, and Emma and Anton, and only three of them can make it to the final. I think Emma's going to make it. Yeah. I think it's going to be Kelvin and Karim will basically be between those two. Emma will make it. I think Chris is out next week. Who's going to be in the dance-off with him, though, if that does indeed Emma. happen, you think? Yeah. I, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Karim, obviously, I think he did only land in the dance-off because people thought he was yeah. safe. Um, but that was it's almost lucky that that happened to him last week. Yeah. Because I think it, it's given people that push at home to go, oh, he's not actually safe. Oh, we do actually yeah. have to vote for him. So hopefully he will still go still get those votes um but so far i mean kelvin hasn't been in the dance off and neither has no. emma so it's either again people they really really have loads of support and loads of people are voting um or again we could see like people thinking that get a bit complacent about them yeah thinking, oh don't vote for them because they're so safe they've not been in the dance off um maybe we're in for a shock next week well that's, that's the thing because if you i mean it should be obvious if karim's in it with emma judges have got to save Karim surely like think overall so. he's been the better dancer the whole way through but they don't base it on that exactly it's all it's about the all dance, that dance. <laughs> but that's again where you end up with occasionally quite frustrating results because yeah. you think no look back they were really good and I they've had an off next week next week could be a bit of a barrage of abuse again for poor Shirley yeah if, depending on who's in that dance off well because they have two dances at least it will even if they have a bit of a duff one maybe yeah. they might get saved by their other dance exactly so we will have to wait and see so all that remains for me to say is 
thank you and goodbye I to know. Emma. Can't believe it's the final one, but it's been absolutely amazing having you not only on the podcast, but in the office as I know, well. I will miss you all. And I'll top up um, your Prosecco as yes. we say goodbye. Um, so thank you all for joining us as well. And we'll be back next week for Strictly Between Us. Goodbye. Goodbye.